Did you know the average fleet manager spends 100 hours a month managing toll? Get that time back by partnering with BestPass, the nation's leader in toll management. Learn more and visit bestpass.com or call 866-366-1426. Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a driver reach and freight waves production. I'm Leah Shaver, President and CEO of the National Transportation Institute. In Jeremy's absence, I'm excited to be your guest host. On this show, we interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Your feedback is very important to us. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you are using to listen. Today, I am especially honored to be chatting with the co-founders of CareerNow Brands, Craig Jablonski, CEO, and Ben Oni, COO. Great to see you both again, gentlemen. Good to see you as well. Thanks, Leah. Good to see as you. I, as I mentioned when I invited you both onto the show, while I see each of you regularly, it's unique for me to have both of you together. So I'm really glad that you were able to make this time, and I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for having us. My plan for the show is ambitious, but the three of us, I think, are equally ambitious. Um, it is to talk about how you landed in the trucking industry, to chat about the evolution of your company over the last decade, to review some takeaways our recruiting audience can learn from other industries and you with our Deeper Dive segment, and quite possibly even gain some insight into the future of our industry. Let's get started. Let's do it. I want to begin with a little bit of background. Historically, a unique characteristic of trucking is that many of us fell into a career in the industry rather than seeking it out. I'm a huge industry advocate, and one of my positions on future uh, employment growth is to promote careers sooner, i.e. before folks pick our industry, to make it a destination rather than a chance landing. Tell us about your unconventional landing and how it resulted in the founding of CareerNow Brands and the pioneering of your earliest concept, encouraging enrollment in trucking schools. You got it. Well, thanks for having us, Leah. So, uh, yes, mine was unconventional. Uh, I fell into it uh, mostly because of Ben. Um, so to give you uh, some background, um, after Ben and I had known each other um, throughout college, Afterwards, in about 2007, 8, 9, Ben had gone to work for a local trucking school here in the Metro Detroit area. And this was when um, digital was really a web 2.0 was on the rise. There was this thing called Google and Facebook and mobile devices that were really uh, um, coming to the market and, and really growing in terms of uh, maturation. Um, so Ben really saw an opportunity to um, you know, quit the old ways of newspaper advertising, radio, and some of the now what we consider traditional. But again, back then it was transitioning so fast and really focus on digital. And if the digital would work for uh, the school that he was working for in Detroit, why wouldn't it work for every school across the country? Um, so that's when we pioneered our first product, CDL Career Now. Uh, which was connecting new drivers who wanted to enter the industry with a local trucking school in their area to be trained. Um, and from there, after having success in the trucking school market, um, we started getting inbound requests from HVAC schools, mechanic schools, electricians, welding. Um, so that really expanded uh, our products into the other trade verticals. And we really became a, a um, you know, strong vendor in the education industry 
um, providing uh, enrollment solutions and, and helping to connect those looking to um, you know, get that appropriate training and certification for those careers. And then to answer your final question, from there, uh, we really had a lot of the, the larger carriers come to us and say, hey, great, you guys are getting um, new people into the industry who want to get their CDL to help the trucking schools you know, boost their enrollments. But can you get me somebody who has a year experience, two-year experience, a hazmat endorsement, team drivers? We need experienced drivers and we need them badly. And that's when we really start, uh, put our focus into building um, our ecosystem of driver recruiting to what it is today. The uh, the top ask from any company is how can I get the best qualified driver in in front of in front of me and and I think more importantly how can I get the uh, um, my company and everything that we offer in front of our ideal candidates which again are oftentimes the most experienced or highest of qualified of folks. So um, how has your approach or your approach or your thought process changed over the past decade as the industry has evolved? Our digital lives have evolved. I heard you mention print media. I heard Google. Um, how has your company changed? Yeah, I mean, as it relates to the driver side of things, really, and what we do in education is, is pretty similar from industry to industry. It's just we're different audience, right? Um, on the trucking side, when we first started, it was all about uh, top of funnel, you know, generating leads and, and candidates for uh, for carriers, right? Um, as we, uh, you know, gained more experience and increased our capabilities, we started adding different offerings based on, you know, feedback from, you know, really working with clients. Um, we took on a couple customers where we actually handle some of the recruiting process. That's where we saw a lot of opportunity uh, to, to bring more value to our, our customers, right? So, I think how it's changed the most is we don't just think about top of funnel and think about flooding our clients with leads, right? It's uh, it's more than that. It's the whole funnel, and we that's the way we approach things. Yes, top of funnel is important. You got to have choices. You got to have uh, candidates that are interested. And you mentioned quality. We we like high intent people that actually you know are, are interested in hearing from you. We've got to have those people to to make hires, but. You also have to be able to capture their info and do it in a way that uh, leads to a strong ROI. Um, there's obviously lots of important steps someone has to take in the process of getting hired, especially for, for drivers. You know, so we think about how can we help uh, help with some of that and automate some of that. Um, we think about funnel marketing and ways we can extract more hires actually from the candidate pool, not just continuing to bring new people in the door uh, you know, at the highest possible rate. So there's a lot of different ways that we approach things today compared to when we started. And a lot of that came from our learnings uh, in education. I know that was a, a question you had had, uh, Leah, um, about uh, compliance was a huge thing that the education enrollment industry was was 100% buttoned up on to where it was a little bit more in the Wild West in, in trucking back then. So we took all of those things of what generating high intent users with good user experience that we learned from education, compliance, making sure everybody opted in um, and had the correct rules and regs and, and advertising regulations which are continuing to grow. We definitely focus on those. Um, and growing our database, not by ever buying lists or selling lists. That is something that in our in our ethos, we will never do and have never done because we want to make sure that every user has come in compliantly for and consented for us to contact them. And that's really how we've grown um, our database and network um, of drivers. So we've taken a lot of those things from education and applied it to trucking. Um, which has had a, a lot of good um, good outcomes. So it, in terms of the lessons that you take from education and apply to recruiting, it sounds like 
um, compliance, technology, frankly, um, you know, and most of all, what I heard was that intent. Uh, you want someone that that actually is expecting to hear from from the user, right? Expecting to hear from the company that is interested in them. Um, you know, not that they they got farmed out to a, a web of uh, a long list and and webbed out from there. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's right. I also think you know that's a huge part of it. Intent is very important. But I also think, uh, you know, from the EDU side, things we brought to, you, to your point, tech, Leah, uh, how can we use tech to, you know, process people through quicker, right? And, you know, we all hear speed to lead and metrics like that. Well, they really are important, uh, especially with high volume recruitment. And, um, you know, no matter what, if somebody's applying to one job, I don't know if you guys remember your old days of job searching, but I'm sure you didn't apply to just one. Truckers are not applying to just one job. So I think it's important to understand the importance of, of speed to lead and some of those great metrics to, to, to be successful. Um, and, and we bring some of those to the table uh, with customers. Education, so buttoned up. I mean, there's times you, you, somebody submits a lead, they're getting a phone call before they, you know, before they, the second they hit submit, the school's calling them as quick as possible, which, which we think is valuable. Um, so definitely the tech uh, bringing to trucking. Awesome. Well, driver driver recruiting is the largest component of what you do. Um, as mentioned in the intro, the very reason that this podcast exists is that the top issue for companies has been and continues to be their people. I've heard you refer to the need for more people in our industry as insatiable. Explain to us and our listeners why you think that need is so insatiable, insatiable excuse me, and your thoughts on addressing it now and moving forward. I, well, I just think, uh, you know, it's interesting about when you're looking at it. If you're talking about today or this last year or two, um, I don't want to call it the perfect storm, nothing perfect about it, but there's so many things that have impacted the space in terms of recruiting candidates. And, um, you know, to name a few, right, obviously COVID, and there's still plenty of lingering effects from that, uh, unfortunately. Um, talking about schools, where that area we come from, we've got a lot of visibility to that. Um, schools basically shut down the bulk of them for a solid year and killed that pipeline of new people entering the space. Um, and a lot of companies depended on that. Um, even the schools that stayed open or were able to get students through, there was issues with DMVs getting them licensed. Uh, you know, that's still lingering effects from that. Um, I think the fact that even private fleets compared to for hire fleets, years ago, private fleets needed a certain type of experience and two years of that experience to even consider hiring somebody. Today, they're paying for training. And paying them, you know, very, very well, right out of that training, right? Uh, so private fleets competing with four hire fleets like never before. Um, you know, there's competition from other industries as well. So you know, think about, uh, you know, you know, we're in warehouse, which we'll probably talk about. Um, think about uh, the fact that more warehouses means typically more delivery driver jobs, right? Uh, you got the gig economy. Uh, with, you know, delivery type routes, sprinter van, driving in your car, doing deliveries, um, even warehouse jobs themselves. Some of these are paying just as well as the driver jobs. So all these new opportunities are even taking folks that would consider trucking and, and they're, they're getting into these uh, other positions, uh, obviously increased regulations. So there's a there's a short list of, of big, big things that are, uh, you know, definitely leading to some of the issues in hiring folks, um, you know, at, uh, at the rate that we need to. Um so I think that, you know, those combination of things is definitely, uh, you know, causing some, some challenges there. Absolutely. Um, any, any impact, uh, you know, we call them perpetual driver supply constraints. And uh, certainly there's been several new ones over the last two years that 
uh, that were uh, what we thought was temporary and are now it included in the list of perpetual driver supply constraints. So um, certainly all of those all of those feed into the the never ending hunger that is our customer base. Um, it's time for our, our deeper dive question, which is where we take a question from a member of the audience uh, that wants to uh, dip into your expertise. The results of your partnership and growth has been to assert the claim that traditional ways of recruiting are over. So I'll ask you, what is the top old way you toss out of recruiting toolboxes to help increase productivity and ultimately gain results? Um, well, for me, I, I think one of the, the big things I've seen in the past, especially, and there's still some companies that, that put a big emphasis on this, is focusing very much on top of very top of funnel metrics. We're talking impressions and clicks. And, you know, to me, I think putting a bigger emphasis on down funnel metrics, right? To me, the metrics that matter um, is, is really where you should focus more. Um, for example, submissions, apps hires and, and all of the metrics in between those, like your lead to hire ratio, your, you know, your hire rate, your full app completion rate, all these things that, that really matter um, and will help you be in a position to get more hires, your speed to lead. So focusing on metrics that matter, I think is extremely important. Um, I also would say, um, you know, definitely a, a bigger focus on technology to help you extract more hires and do it in a more efficient, quick way. You'd be surprised. There's still very large companies out there that are manually dialing every single person they call and manually leaving messages on every person they leave a voicemail for, like all that stuff can be automated, right? And those things make you more efficient. They make recruit and hire quicker. Um, to me, that that's a lot of the stuff that we're bringing to the table and kind of preaching to our customers and it makes a difference, right? It's funny you say that. The I'm sorry, Craig, but I just, you know, I want to say the traditional view is I, I was a driver recruiter a very long time ago, 21 years ago, um, you know, and you've got this, you've got this row of folks that are just waiting for the phone to ring. And back then the phone never stopped ringing. In fact, we didn't take breaks. Um, but today when folks are saying, you know, I want my phone to ring, it's like, even if we, even if we could do that, it's still not going to ring. They, they are going to grab their phone. They're going to send you an email. They, they want to be texted, um, you know, there are a number of ways to communicate today, least of which is waiting for the phone to ring. So really important point. Craig, you were going to add something. Well, on that too, yeah, I think there's a lot of times we've tested this with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of companies, but there's sometimes they want the phone to ring, but if you call five times, how many times are they going to pick up? Right. So that's another thing. A lot of it's just tech related. I mean, if you think about being a good inbound call center, it's a lot about or, or contact center, recruiting department, whatever you want to call it. It's a lot about setting up your tech correctly so that, you know, you can do outbound. But when an inbound call comes, it's prioritized, et cetera. So. You made a great point, Leah. Contact leads to higher conversions and higher rates. Right. The more that we can get the carrier to connect with that user, in this case, obviously, our drivers, um, the, the better results that they're going to have, the better outcomes. So the more that we can use technology to connect them and to the right job as well, too. And that's all part of the user experience, right? It has to be in their area. We're not going to be sending drivers jobs in California that are, live in Dallas. Um, you know, having the correct endorsements, if those are required, uh, correct age and years of experience and so forth. So, um, all of those things, we try to connect the right driver with the job that they're looking for to the correct carrier. The more we can increase those contact rates, um, the better outcomes for everybody. 
Well, our deeper dive question was about tossing out old ways. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the other end of that perspective. What do you think is the most underutilized tool in recruiting today? I mean, for me personally, I think that uh, I think a lot of cost carriers are quick to, you know, bring tons of people in the door and they move on too quick. So for me, I think uh, it isn't always about more candidates. In fact, if you ask most carriers, hey, if I could get you more hires with less leads, I really think a lot of them are going to say absolutely. Right. But that isn't actually happening in a lot of cases. So I think, uh, you know, technology and there's lots of different tools out there to help you extract more hires from the candidates you have. Some of those tools are going to be making, you know, automating next steps. Some will be increasing the contact rate. Others will be marketing those folks over time, even the ones that didn't hire on in the first two, three weeks, right? Um, because, you know, they did express interest in your company, right? Maybe somebody else called them before you. And again, you know, 50 to 75% or so of folks that make that first call are going to get the hire. So just because you didn't get the hire doesn't mean they might not be interested down the road. So there's a lot of different tools for marketing uh, to you know automating certain processes that really make a difference in actual hires, which is what we're here to do. Um, you know, and those are the metrics we like to focus on, right? Uh, and we bring a lot of those to the table to help our customers, especially the ones that don't have those tools. So Ben's right. That's really what we're focused on. Is we're a very product based company. I mean, we're not a sales based company at all. We really focus on our technology team, our product team, our data team, right? So, if you look at our our hire rates, I mean, we're a, we're a, a group of about uh, close to 150 now uh, in the Metro Detroit area. Um, a lot over the last let's say three four years have been tech based, data product focus, um, just to make sure that that we're always innovating and we're always trying to I- increase. Um, the quality of users that we're getting to our carriers and uh, and vice versa, right? Because it, it's 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 mutual. The driver chooses and the carrier chooses as well. Yeah. Hey, one more tool I just wanted to throw out there just for good measure. I love uh, things that can drive people in person as well. It's not always easy for yeah. four hire fleets unless they have a, um, call it a presence. We find sometimes uh, four hire fleets will get more hires in areas where they do have a strong presence. Let's say they have a couple big terminals. Uh, private fleets, you know, anything you can do, we, just like uh, if you're doing sales, right? We're not sales organization, but I think we can all agree you're going to close a sale way more likely in person than not. So we found that sometimes unique ways to cut through process is to drive people in person and, and do open interviews and interviews on the spot and making conditional offers on the spot can really help extract more hires. So there's a lot of cool tools for that as well. All about innovation. Uh, Speaking of innovation, you mentioned warehousing and warehousing jobs and recruiting uh, is listed as the next frontier for your company. My my question here is multi-part. Tell me how you chose that segment of transportation and how you see warehousing, particularly the labor market related to warehousing, tying into trucking and to driving jobs. Because they seem interconnected, particularly as the industry changes and adapts in a changing economy and with ever-changing consumer habits. Well, there's really two things there. Um, One, from a macro standpoint, we are trying to predict the future of labor and labor demands. Um, Right now, if we order a case of water, we expect it in two days, right? In two years, we're going to need that in two hours (laughs) to stay competitive, right? So the the large fulfillment centers and and warehousing companies 
Um, they're they're going to need to staff those fulfillment centers. You know, we're, we're seeing this. Obviously, there's a few behemoths out there um, who are doing so, but there are going to be more competitors in the space who are doing real time uh, last mile delivery. And so there's going to be multiple fulfillment centers in, in every city and town, not just the big cities, not just the big hubs as we know it. Um, everywhere. So there's going to be a huge labor need. Um, also, it's a perfect tangent from the type of uh, user that, that we market to uh, in driving. And a lot of it came from organic demand from these private fleets who also have warehousing needs, right? Um, a Cisco Foods, for example, who hires countless drivers, also hires countless selectors and forklift operators, and um, you name it throughout their fulfillment centers. So um, it was a great, uh, you know, built-in kind of customer base who, who came to us and said, hey, can you help us out here? And a perfect match with our solution and our ecosystem for drivers to duplicate that in a um, warehouse. Yeah. One more thing to add to that that I think is important and interesting anyway. When we first started in warehouse, let's call it a couple of years ago, right? Um, we didn't have, well, we didn't think we had, well, what's a warehouse person? Where, where does that person come from? It could, a warehouse person, a candidate could come from so many walks of life, right? A trucker, that's easy, right? They've got to have a CDL license, right? It's not necessarily easy to, to, to hire them at a high volume, right? But we know who we're targeting. Warehouse could be anybody. So what was really interesting is we had this big group of people, millions and millions and millions, and we still have this constant pipeline of thousands and thousands a week saying, hey, I don't have a marketable skill. Uh, I'm looking for a career. I want career training, right? And then we have a big focus on the career training side of things and skill trades, right? Um, which I think is a really good fit for warehouse. Um, same with people you know, who want to get into trucking and don't have that CDL. Warehouse sometimes is a great stepping stone to get into, into that career. So when we first started, we said, let's try and find ways to get these jobs in front of those folks, right? Who are opted in to hear from us about opportunities. And it worked great. And it gave us almost immediate scale uh, overnight, you know, because we had millions of folks. We had a very differentiated approach of these people who said, hey, I'm looking for a career I need training, but the bulk of them don't actually go to school, less than uh, probably 10% at the most, right, um, due to tuition and whatnot. So um, it leaves them in, still in a position of wanting to better themselves and look for a career, and we've got those opportunities for them in warehouse. You fast forward a couple of years, you know, we have uh, millions in the warehouse audience now, right? But uh, so I think that was another reason why it really made sense. And actually uh, why we're getting into retail as well for the same reason, right? We have private fleets that have stores and they need, they need help in that space. So. To validate you, uh, I would say that every private fleet that NTI works with, which are many um, in 2021 said, we are starting a doctor driver program. Um, you know, we, we want to help our warehouse folks also, you know, gain a, achievement of, of amping up their career and, and joining us in trucking. Um, yeah. but, but likewise, most private fleets also need more warehouse workers, frankly, than they even need CDL drivers. So, um, yes. it sounds like a great match for you and, and with good reason. And, and quite frankly, um, to your point, Craig, about the future of our industry, um, another, another component that I think is fascinating is that post COVID and during COVID, really, as we talk about those driver supply constraints, a lot of them, uh, mm -hmm. being impacted by the change in, in what the consumer is expecting. So, um, Craig expects his case of water within <laughs> two days and Ben expects his within one. And Ben is the very reason that folks are having to implement 
greater and faster delivery times, hiring folks to join into all of these other job positions where they can fulfill the expectation of the consumer to receive their goods that much faster. Yeah. And if you think about it, like there's big players, like Craig said, the space that, I mean, to be honest, I can get some deliveries in one day here in Metro Detroit because of all the warehouses they built nearby. Um, but the rest of the world and all the other big retailers in the space, I mean, they're working hard to keep up with this. Right. And, and it's not even just now, uh, you know, products being ordered, but Hey, how about, I don't want to go to the grocery store. I want the stuff delivered to me. You know, there's all these opportunities that are unique in that space, um, which created demand for us. But again, our, definitely pulling people that would have maybe considered trucking as well, which is, uh, you know, it's causing some challenges on the, on the driver recruiting side, because these are real solid opportunities in some cases. So. And you're seeing that at NCI who obviously evaluates pay and you're seeing pay go up for, for drivers, which is great, right? Great for the driver and necessary for our industry to continue to be competitive in recruiting with all the other options that are out there. So um, you know, what is that exact equilibrium? Um, you know, I, who, who knows, but, uh, it's good to see the, um, the pay keep going up and the sign on bonuses and, and, uh, our industry continue to be competitive, uh, because of all those other opportunities. Frankly, it all depends on, um, on labor supply, right? Which is exactly, uh, what we're talking about in each of these segments, not just in drivers. Yeah, I agree with that. And what I was going to say, Leah, was, um, you know, what better way to, you know, to, to help offset these challenges than thinking about how can I get better at recruiting? How can I be a better marketer and be a better at recruiting? And that comes down to process. You know, if, if you're going to have challenges getting more people in uh, in front of you and in the pipeline, well, okay, let's find ways to uh, to hire more of the people that are in my fund, right? And that that's kind of really worked well, um, you know, and just getting really creative on that side of the house. I think it's really worked well. And it's a great way to, to, to kind of, go uh, attack some of these challenges, right? Invest in those areas. Well, Ben and Craig, thank you both so much for joining us today. I appreciate the work you're doing in the industry and I wish you and your team at CareerNow Brands much success. Thanks to you for joining me on another episode of Taking the Higher Road. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those that appear on the upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. 